I'm Maria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. This episode is an exciting one because we have an honored guest, a WNBA great, a player who gave new meaning to the term razzle and dazzle. But she also continues to help grow the game as an agent. We welcome to the show Tisha Pinachero. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content on windsider.com that's windsider.com and also remember downloading the episode makes your listening experience better makes our stats look better and allows us to continue doing this important work very excited to get into this one Tisha, you're a WNBA legend. We're extremely happy to have you back on the show. And you're one of the biggest WNBA agents out there, which I think is an amazing aspect of, you know, often we hear about WNBA players getting back into coaching, but you did a different avenue and we'll get, we'll get into that. But I'm curious, the WNBA season has just started. We're a week, a week and a half into the season. What are your initial thoughts of, of this crazy, wild season? Yeah, I think it's going to be a crazy, wild season. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just started. So obviously, you have to look at New York being 3-0 and after last year, having the, the tough uh, summer they had. Uh, obviously, Sabrina just got a first triple-double, and I think it's going to be the first of many. Uh, and then you have to look at Indiana being 0-3, Minnesota also 0-3. So, uh, but it's just the beginning. I mean, and just like I tell my players, don't get too high or too low after a win or a loss. You know, I mean, we are maybe three games into the season. Some of the teams have played most three games. And it's too early to really, like, criticize and start nitpicking uh, about players or teams. Uh, a lot of the teams are still not even complete yet. A lot of the players are still coming from overseas, and especially with covid protocols uh, things are a little bit delayed this year um, but yeah I think it's going to be a wild season and uh, I think the championship is definitely up for grabs for anybody to take it all right everyone did you hear that one of the greatest of all time time pretty much told you just to relax everything is okay it's so funny watching some of the reactions out there and just some of the the thoughts especially I mean as we're recording this this is Friday uh, Minnesota started out 0-3 and you know there's definitely some some, some chatter going around, but like you said, these teams aren't even fully complete. A lot of teams are still continuing to gel. Um, I, I really think, you know, these, these early, these first few weeks are kind of a, uh, it takes a while. It takes a while to kind of get a pretty good grasp on what's going on in the league. And right now, I mean, in my opinion, it's really, it's really up in the air, but I want to ask, what are some of your biggest reactions, some of the biggest surprises? I think for me, um, you talked about Sabrina's triple-double. I think we all were, <laughs> were expecting that, not to take away from how incredible that is. Um, I think she could have like six or seven this year, to be honest with you. Um, but what are some of the other reactions that are some of the biggest surprises? Uh, well, like I mentioned, I think uh, Minnesota. Uh, I mean, but again, they uh, Kayla McBride literally jumped off the plane and she went to play. She didn't even practice. This right. is a new team for her. Uh, she, and she had a great game, yeah, too, in that Yeah, she one. did. I mean, she literally was studying the plays on the plane back from Turkey wow. <laughs> just yeah. so she could try to play. And then she was allowed to, to play uh, 
because she just had COVID in Turkey. So she didn't have to go through the six uh, negative tests. So, you know, uh, and again, I think to me right now, I would say New York is the biggest surprise just because they are 3-0. Uh, but they also played Indiana two times. I mean, I don't want to talk bad about Indiana, but it is what it is. You know, they are 0-3 and, and they also one of the teams that like last year struggled a little bit. And everybody's just trying to find, you know, their chemistry and trying to, uh, you know, incorporate the new players into the system. So it's, uh, it, like I said, it's too early to uh, <laughs> to really start talking, you know, bad stuff about I mean, anybody. I, I do want to, I do want to ask one thing. Not to, before you jump in, Aria. Did you see the game with the Tarazi game winner and then the clock stopped and everything happened? Yes. What, what, what were your thoughts on that? <laughs> I was mad. I mean, you're playing at home, and that's supposed to be your person that is at the scores table. Like, what's happening? You have one job. <laughs> you have one job. And, I mean, and, and as a player and as a coach, you always say play the whistle, right? So there was no whistle, so the players kept playing. But at the end of the day, it was very confusing. And, I mean, it what what I thought it was going to happen is exactly what happened. They brought out the stopwatch, and they figured it out. I mean, and that is just deflating. You know, they had that game. Uh, they could have won. Uh, and But unfortunately, you know, errors happen. And I think the refs actually handled it the right way. Uh, and then they still had time. It was like 1.2 seconds or something like that. And uh, they just couldn't get a, a good shot. Uh, McBride ended up dribbling and then just shooting a, a, a off-balance yeah. three. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I would have been mad because, you know, we playing at home, like that's supposed to be your scores people. And they, you know, they just didn't press the, you know, they pressed the button when they shouldn't have pressed. And obviously then you leave it up to Tarasi to make a, a shot and, you know, most likely she's going to do it. If you give her six seconds, she's going to make the shot. If you stop the clock, so she has a limited time, <laughs> she's definitely going to make for for me, like the more frustrating thing, and I'm actually curious your take as a player. I think I asked Rachel this in a reaction episode, but the time that it took for them to bring out the stopwatch and do all that, what do you do in that time period as a player to not cool off and kind of like you you just played a whole game and you you know what I mean? Like if you stop shooting for 10 minutes or whatever, is there anything? Did you have any tricks when you were a player? To, if I there mean, was ever like a you know stoppage. yeah I guess you could do some jumping jacks I don't know you just try to stay active especially for the older players you know like you you get cool like you get cold and then it just takes a while for you to to, to get back but um yeah I mean that that was unfortunate but I knew it was going to take a long time because sometimes um you know when they go back to the scores table to check a foul or you know whose possession is it and they take 10 minutes and everybody sees it in 10 seconds so I knew I was like okay this is going to be an hour until they determine, you know, what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, take us through what this time of year is like for a player in the WNBA. You're still gelling with the team. What are you focusing on, on and off the court? What are practices like? You know, obviously it's different for a player who wasn't there for training camp, like Kayla McBride or a player who was there for training camp, you know, kind of talk us through this period of time. Uh, early in the season for a WNBA player? Well, I think this is the most important time just because, you know, everything is new. Like you uh, you, you have to, to really study the other players. The, the other uh, the scouting report is super important because you're playing these teams for the first time. So uh, a lot of the new players in the league, they're not familiar with the players. So, you know, paying attention to the scouting report and watching film is definitely important. I mean, and then you have the players that play plus 30 plus minutes and uh, they can't really go hard in practice but the ones that don't they really have to, to to stay you know 
locked in and uh, make sure they don't lose their conditioning. So it's different for different players, you know, and then you also have the rookies that are just trying to make a name in this league and uh, they can't relax, you know, because nothing is guaranteed here. I mean, you really think, oh, I made a team, I'm good. And then next week you get cut and they're going to bring somebody else. So, uh, it, you know, if you have an 11, 12 player roster, it's different for everybody. And the most important thing is that you know your role and you, you know one thing for me as a player that I had to learn, it was to learn how to, how to relax. And to, sometimes I had a day off and really have a day off and just disconnect from basketball, um, not do anything and just uh, really, uh, you know, do something fun and just get away because sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially if you also played overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also need that mental break and not just the physical break, but you also need like a little mental break. Yeah, that's a good point. And something I don't think we, we, we talk about enough, just being able to step away and take some time away from the game and, and keep yourself in a mentally you know sane spot. Mm-hmm. It's year round for so many of these women. And so uh, that's a really good point. I want to talk a little bit about um, free agency. Let's back it up a couple months. Obviously, you, you are an agent. You've been doing a phenomenal job. Because your name is really blown up in, in terms of just the work that you do. And, and, and we obviously love all the work that you do. Um, I want to talk about free agency. Really, I mean, that's changed a lot the last couple of years in terms of all the movement we see. From your perspective in general, what is it like um, being an an agent during this time where there is all this movement? Are there some years that are a little more stressful than others for you? Yeah, depending on how many free agents you have each year. So for me this year was actually, I didn't have many players that were free agents, but I had big-time players that were free agents. So I had Alicia Clark. Ariel Powers and Kayla McBride. So those three right there, I mean, they, they were hot commodity and a lot of teams were interested. So I, free agency, I literally was on the phone for like all day, you know, because you have 12 teams and everybody's calling you because until that player decides, you know, where they want to go. And, you know, until it's because there's a period, you know, between January 15 and February 1st, you know, before the players can sign, there's a lot of, you know, teams trying to pitch, pitch the the fact that okay that player should play on my team and this is why and then I have to listen to it I have to communicate it to the player and then you know it's a lot of back and forth and uh and really uh I I advise the players um you know I have great players that actually you know respect me and they respect my opinion so it's a lot of back and forth uh, and at the end of the day I give them advice but they're the ones that have to make the decision and sometimes the decision is tough I mean I'll give you Alicia Clark for instance everybody would call me but I know she's not leaving Seattle and I was like actually she might be, you know. Um, so, so yeah, it, it was cool, you know, but it was also a little bit overwhelming for me because I spent, I was like, okay, I literally have to stay connected to this wall because my battery is going to die. So I have to <laughs> stay right here uh, because it was one phone call after another phone call. But, uh, you know, it worked out. I think all of them move, you know, so Powers was in Washington. She went to Minnesota. Uh, Alicia Clark was in Seattle, came to DC. Unfortunately, she got hurt overseas yeah. and she got suspended for the year, which, um, you know, it's, it's tough, but it's part of the business. And, you know, uh, Kayla McBride was with Vegas and now she's with Minnesota. So, Rachel, I just want to hop in real quick. Well, first of all, I want to give a great reference to we need to re explore the whole ambassadorship program because too many WNBA players mm. are getting hurt overseas. Don't get me started on that. Issue. Well, <laughs> I, I just anytime anything near it gets brought up, I always like to, you know, bring it to the airwaves. But I do want to ask you, because I saw something really cool that Ariel Powers published um, 
I don't know if it was after she signed with Minnesota or if it was part of the pitch to bring her on, but she's a big gamer mm-hmm. and they had sent her like a custom controller. And I'm curious for you, obviously you were in the W and now you've been around the players. What are some of the cooler like pitches that teams have kind of given to try and pull players in? Cause I think, you know, we saw the, I'm, I'm sure you Chelsea saw Gray. it. Your, your, yeah. The Chelsea Gray video, the movie, the documentary, all of that. Like, do you think it's changed over the years? Are are there any cool, interesting stories you have of that? Or I'm, I'm just I mean, I think it has changed, and I mean, you see it in the NBA. And the only problem is that these women sometimes don't have the chance to be uh, to really like have uh, the teams pitch something and do something special for them because guess what? They overseas playing, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and Powers wasn't. She actually was here. Uh, and they did that for her and, uh, you know, and, and takes a little bit of research and then really knowing like who you are off the court, the things that interest you. And then you can really uh, make a player feel special. And Minnesota did that. You know, I, I think they did a really good job, uh, not just with uh, with Powers, but also with McBride. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, you want to feel wanted. You want to be going into a franchise that really respects you, that they really want you to play for them. Uh, and when you feel that love, uh, I mean, I think that's that's great and with Chelsea Gray I did watch the the YouTube uh, documentary or whatever we want to call that uh, and she had a chance to actually go to Vegas and they had a chance to court her around and show her a good time and you know and give her an idea of what you know they they could offer her uh, but a lot of times you know they finish the WNBA season and in seven days they have to be overseas and then they come in late so when are teams going to be able to do that unless you do it virtually mm-hmm. you know uh, so uh, but yeah I mean it, it, it was great uh, and I think Powers you know when you when you talk about gaming you know she's the number one person that can't really um, I mean it's a job for her too it's just like she she's a WNBA player but she loves that gaming stuff I don't know anything about it so let's not talk about that before I say some crazy stuff but uh but yeah Minnesota did a great job in recruiting uh, both of those players for sure I just want to make a point and and you might have some follow-up thoughts with this but being an agent who had the career that you had um anyone who doesn't know your career at Liz living under a rock at this point but <laughs> do you find that that it, it is an advantage or in a disadvantage? Because I feel like in my mind, like it would be incredible to have an agent who's done it, right? Like who's has that legendary status, who's walked in my shoes, experienced what I've done, has experienced obviously international life at your core, mm-hmm. or are there players who think that they know better than you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I- I, I think if I was coming out of college now and I had to pick an agent, I definitely would look at myself as sure. as somebody that I would want to represent me just right. because, Two. you know, I, and, um, you know, and I tell these players, you know, I'm not, I'm not just your agent. I'm a mentor because I, I literally have done everything that you are about to do with that you want to accomplish, you know, not yeah. just WNBA, but overseas and the overseas life is tough, sure. you know, so I can't really give advice because I've been there. I literally have been in your shoes. So I, I think that's important. And I mean, sometimes, you know, like I don't want to just look at the fact that I played. I think I want to look at my character and who I am as a person and the fact that I've worked really hard to create um, a good reputation. I think I did that when I played. And I think when you hire an agent, I think it's important that you trust this person and you know that this person is going to have your back, is going to be always, you know, honest with you and is going to, you know, keep it real with you and I think I do those things so to me it's like yeah I mean I think my career was important but I think um, 
the fact that I, I think I am a trustworthy person and, you know, I think I have a great reputation, not just around the league, but also overseas. And, and I try to, to be the best agent that I can be. And that's sometimes being very, and sometimes it's, it's being brutally honest with these players, which they need, you know? Uh, and sometimes you just got to choose your words wisely, <laughs> the way you talk to them and the ones that want to listen and the ones that respect you, they want you to be honest with them. You know, and that's exactly what I what I try to do every day. Well, I think I speak for everybody in the world when we say that we appreciate the, the mark that you continue to leave on women's basketball in every single aspect. I do want to say, I mean, you spend a lot of time in Miami. You spend a lot of time in D.C. How often are you able mm-hmm. to get up to games? I mean, obviously, we're we're kind of post-COVID year, hopefully a little bit more this time as things are opening up. But I saw a really cool photo of you and, and quite the crew mm-hmm. the other night up in D.C., yeah, it's cool because you know. Uh, so yeah, during the summertime, I spend a lot of time in DC, and I try to go to all of the all of the home games. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to go because I was like, it's COVID. I don't know if right. they're going to have fans, you know. So everything is a little bit of a question mark this summer. We kind of just trying to get navigate, you know, one day at a time. Uh, and yeah, when I knew like Tina was in the game, Nakia Sanford saw me, so she texted me, and then when I was coming out, I saw like basically the whole Maryland and. Uh, crew like with uh, Marisa Coleman and then Crystal Langhorn and then Monique Curry was there so it was it was really cool because um, you know it's funny like when I look back I retired in 2012 so it's been like I've been retired and I've been an agent now for like nine years but uh, when you see all those players that you played with or against and now they back supporting the league and uh, it's great I mean I think we all so proud of of the WNBA, uh, where the WNBA is right now. I mean, it is the 25th anniversary, and I cannot believe the WNBA has been around for a quarter of a century. And uh, and to really be, um, you know, to see each other. And after COVID, you're just happy to see people, you know. <laughs> and when you see familiar faces, it, it was pretty cool. And we were about to leave, and I said, no, 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 we have to take a picture, you know. Uh-huh. Nobody leaves until we, uh, you know, we, we capture this moment of a bunch of OGs supporting <laughs> the league. So, yeah. I, I, I'm sure that most of the conversations you have with the OGs, you can't, you can't let us into, we didn't play in the league long enough. We're not the OGs. I get it. (laughs) But what are those conversations like? Because so much of the, I mean, the W hasn't changed, but the W has changed Mm -hmm. and the world around the W has changed. I mean, are, are the conversations like, man, I wish we had this many games on ESPN or like, man, I wish we were making this. Like, what are the conversations? Are they just about basketball like holy crap this player is really good or no. you know what what are the conversations that the ogs have Basically, if, if you can share a little i bit. mean i know people say to me all the time like tisha if you play when there was social media oh my god right. <laughs> you know so it's like we, we right. play without social media like by the time i retire you know twitter was coming around and instagram was just starting uh so we didn't you know these players they understand that they can market themselves you know, the Instagram and the Twitter and, you know, TikTok, I can even keep up with all the scrap that they have and they use. But, you know, it is a way for you to really promote yourself if you know what you're doing and you do it in the right way. Um, you know, the sneaker culture has taken the whole not. I mean, I remember we had dress code and I had to wear our heels and basically like nice suits to the game. And now you see all types of different uh, personalities and really players showing their personality through what they wear. Uh, so, yeah, times have changed. I mean, but again, we know that times evolve and 
I know that I can speak for myself, but also speak especially for the people that I just took the picture with. We are very, very proud of of the of the league, uh, of the strides that we have uh, that we have done as a league as a whole, uh, and we we are also very proud and honored to be you know the pioneers. Some of us were there from the beginning. I mean, Tina Thompson was obviously the number one pick in the WNBA. Um, you know, so we are part of history, and uh, we understand that uh, the league is stands on our shoulders and uh, we are proud of that real quick actually i had one more follow-up how often does like someone like tina thompson or maybe you talk a little smack about remember that one game when i had that crazy pass behind the back and we beat you by 20 like it, does that ever get brought up or is that like all right let's let's leave that in the no past. i don't think so I, I don't i don't think i think we we talk about like the players now and uh, the current uh you know state of of the league but i don't i don't think uh we talk much about you know what what we did in the past i know i don't i mean sometimes my memory is bad too i'm like what i did what i don't remember (laughs) so well you you mentioned kind of the growth of the league evolution of the league over all this time it wouldn't be a show with you if we didn't talk a little international basketball um obviously i mean just talk about this draft in general there were like three or four 19 year olds that were drafted this season and Um, I just kind of want to get your thoughts in general, also about the collegiate game as well. I mean, we've seen a massive shift of a lot of schools going to recruit a a little more internationally. We've seen, I mean, the international game has always been involved in the WNBA, but, um, you know, and this year in particular, uh, a lot of really young players were drafted. Uh, I want to know your perspective or thoughts on just the global game um, and kind of the growth and, and what's the correct word, I guess, integration um, of international Mm -hmm. style into the league right now. Uh, I mean, yeah, just like the NBA, uh, you know, this is the, the best league in the world. The WNBA is, and obviously the NBA is. And you, when you have the best league and the most competitive league, you want to have the best players and that it's not just American players, but it's worldwide. I mean, even in the NBA, I mean, you saw the last two MVPs were uh, European. You know, it was Giannis. Uh, this year it might be Jokic. So it's another, and then Luke is coming. So, you know, it's like, it's really, um, you know, uh, the league that wants to have the best players. Uh, and that's worldwide. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see a walk, the, the number two pick. And uh, yeah, when she, she gets to suit up, yeah, when she gets to suit up for Dallas. So she, she was having visa problems and I'm excited to, to see her play here. Um, and absolutely, the, the game is growing. Uh, it's not just the little young girls, the American young girls that want to play in the WNBA. There's a lot of European young girls or Australian young girls that also dream about playing in the WNBA. So the WNBA is, it's a, a world brand, just like the NBA. Uh, people watch it all over the world and uh, little girls dream of, of playing here, you know, and uh, we, we see a, a lot of the, the best players uh, in the WNBA are also international. So, um, you know, it was just all Lauren Jackson going to the Hall of Fame and being inducted. Uh, and, and, you know, she was one of the top players ever that this league has had. And, uh, you know, she's not from over here either. So uh, it's great that the that WNBA opens the doors to, to everybody that has the, the talent to, to play in this league. So, uh, so obviously I'm international player and uh, I'm a little bit biased, but I, I definitely – uh, love to see you know everybody coming over here um, and 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 playing and being able to play in this league being from overseas. Support for the Windsider Show is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your personal space. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 4.0. 
Join over 2 million men and women worldwide who have trusted Manscaped. With this exclusive offer, you can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WINSIDER20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first to try the new Lawnmower 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and detail are next level. Manscaped engineered the ultimate body trimmer by focusing on intelligent, functional, and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident in safe shaving, and so will you. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And did I mention wireless charging? The new wireless charging system helps the battery length last longer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WINSIDER20 at manscaped.com. And trust me, you won't regret this. Another hot topic. Um expansion. <laughs> I feel mm. like I can't get on Twitter without seeing somebody talking about expansion. I know there was a coach, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say it was James Wade. I'm sorry, James, if I get this wrong, but he made a comment about you've got to take care um, of your existing product um, first before we can begin expansion. Not saying that it wouldn't happen, uh, but there's things that needed to um, kind of be taken care of first before we expand. What are your thoughts on expansion? Um, where do you think it's most likely to happen and when do you think it could happen? I wish it would happen yesterday. <laughs> in, Sacram in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. I would love to see another team. If not in Sacramento per se, like around in the vicinity, maybe Oakland, maybe, you know, the Bay Area somewhere where actually the, the Monarch fans can go to a game you know I know they're still heartbroken from when the team folded back in 2009 right. I was heartbroken and I'm still feel some type of way about it so and I know there's a lot of people uh over on that side of the country that would love to have have a team uh close by again so and I, I would love for 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 the for the league to expand to at least two more teams um uh, there's a lot of players that unfortunately get cut and they don't get a chance to um, to play in this league. And um, there's too many good players that don't have a job right now. Um, and we just, I mean, some of the teams are not even carrying 12 players. So I know we just watched a documentary by Shanae that it was 144. We're not even at that number right now, you know, because of salary cap uh, issues. So, yeah, I would love for, for the league to expand. I mean, but we do have to do it at the right time and we have to do it at the right place. So we don't just expand to folds again, you know. So it has to be something solid. It has to be an owner that really wants a team there and then is ready to invest and to, to really put in – uh, the dollars to, to make it work. So, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, the Bay Area would be probably one of my first choices. And then I heard that Canada would like to, you know, to get into the, the bidding and maybe get a a, a team up north. Uh, and, I mean, we have so many uh, Canadians that are successful. They're playing the WNBA right now. You know, Kia Nurse, Bridget Carlton, Natalie Chong. I mean, there's a lot of good Canadians, a great product. And uh, maybe for a team to go up north, it will be great as well. Yeah. And it, you know, there's so many aspects to it. First of all, I'm biasly against another West Coast team because then I have to stay up to like 2 a.m. every day <laughs> I'm, again. I'm all um, Let's go. Well, because you're the perfect time zone, Rachel. <laughs> it's not even fair. But there's actually, I, this is an idea that hasn't gotten a lot of attention. So I apologize for just springing this on you. Um, but one of our writers, I always want to give him credit, Jeff Maglicetti, he spoke about, I guess, in the XFL, which I know nothing about, what they did was they had a, it was called the ninth team. 
And essentially it was a team. It had a coach. They didn't play anybody, but they were essentially like a G League team that anytime a team in the league needed a player, they could take it from that pool. They It was easy for them to get tape of their practicing. Um, obviously, there's many elements of like, how do you decide who gets on that team or whatnot? But I, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I feel that like that maybe I'm too short sighted or maybe I'm, I'm not dreaming big enough. But I feel like that's a great idea where we can, you know, we've heard all this conversation about the middle class of the W, about a lot of great players being cut and just salary cap and all these different issues. What are your thoughts on like a, a basically like a, a, a practice roster that the league would easily be able to pull from? And then also with COVID, I know in my mind, at least maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, feel free to tell me I am. But in my mind, that might like alleviate some COVID concerns of like, if we bring this player on, then we need a six day waiting period before they can actually join the team and this, this and that. Any thoughts on that? Or am I just going on a crazy rant? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, players like to practice, but they want to play. You know, And if you are on just one team and you really don't know if you're ever going to get the being called up or you have an opportunity to play i would love for if we don't get expanded at least if we can get a g league you know and even if it's not with 12 teams or whatever where the players that don't make the roster can go but still compete and still practice but they'll play and then um, maybe being called up it's something that is a little a little bit more realistic um so yeah i think there's a, a lot of room for improvement um you know at the end of the day uh, i think think about it like how many players retire per year like not that many maybe one <laughs> you know how many players do we get in the draft like 36 right you know so it's just not enough players retire for new jobs to be created there's no expansion mm-hmm. uh is the same roster spots you know or if we at least go to 13 roster spots you know that creates one more job you know per team so i mean there's a few ideas that a lot of people have uh, at the end of the day i just I just hate to see a Megan Gustafson or Kathleen Doyle or, you know, being cut and not being able to stay in this league when I know they have the talent uh, for that, you know? So, um, and a lot of players dreams get shattered when they get drafted. And then sometimes they don't even go to camp because Mm -hmm. there's only 15 players can be a camp, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, so I hope that soon and, uh, or sooner rather than later, we are able to create a little bit more um, options for, for the talent that we have these days in women's basketball. You know, Deladon is out. Maisha just got back. I don't think she's playing tonight. I think she's out until, you know, they're really struggling, especially in the post. Uh, The last game wasn't pretty against Phoenix. Uh, I don't know. I, I I want Washington to win just because I want all the teams to kind of be close. Um, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Flip a coin. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with Washington. Uh, everybody, like, okay, I'm gonna go with Washington. All right, I'm gonna go New York. I think they're starting the season four now. Yeah. Ooh, I, I'm sadly going to have to go with Liberty, but I agree with Tisha that I would love to see the Mystics pull off a win. And also, like, I did see some spurts. I was loving some 1-2 game from Tina Charles and Natasha Cloud. Uh, I'm excited to see how they kind of progress their 1-2 punch throughout the season, and hopefully when they get some more players back. The next game, uh, by a few hours, is the Connecticut Sun versus the mm-hmm. Phoenix Mercury, a repeat of a recent game. This is a toughie. I'm going first on this one just because I am obsessed with seeing Duana Bonner and John Quell Jones on the same team playing together. Connecticut, son. Tisha, you're next. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to always go against Tarasi because, you know, she's right. still uh, amazingly, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know how she does it. But, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Connecticut Sun on this one. All right, I'm going to go with Great. Phoenix. I think Connecticut has been so dominant on the glass. I think Phoenix is going to come out, maybe make some adjustments, maybe find, maybe get hot offensively. I think Phoenix is due for a win over the Sun. Phoenix is my answer. I love it. Hey, big props to Coach Sandy. I think she's amazing. Let's talk about the Sparks versus the Aces. Mm. I'm I'm definitely passing this one off to Tisha first. Sorry, you go first on this one. So uh, Chelsea Gray going for a triple double, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going with Vegas on this one, uh, I, but it will be. I, I'm glad because I'm I'm supposed to go to the Mystics game, but I'm I should be back home to watch this one. Hopefully, I won't fall asleep because 10:30 start. Oof, that's rough. <laughs> For an old lady like me, but um, it should be fun, you know, to see Chelsea Gray go against her old team. So I'm with you on that yeah, one, I Rachel. Agree. <laughs> Ooh, well, sorry, LA. Tisha, thank you so much for joining us. Next time, uh, we'll have to, I'll, I'll, you know, surprise you at the Mystics game. Well, no, we can't see each other <laughs> because of COVID so, protocol, but I'll see you from across the room and I'll wave at you and I'll say, hey, we got those ones right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Tisha, wish you the best of luck as the rest of the season continues on. Looking forward to your commentary on Twitter. Always love it. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. You guys know I always can count on me to talk about uh, basketball, especially women's basketball. And thank you for all you do covering women's basketball in the WNBA. We definitely appreciate it.